You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Ahoy, awesome alliance of adorable and alert attendees. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 143, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your bumbling but barely beastly bunch of brain buffs. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. All right, without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. And I grabbed, of course, one random card from our 13-pound. <laughs> Noel uh, sent us 13 pounds of Trivial Pursuit cards. Here's well, one well, of them. The box is one card lighter now, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, we're going to take a while working through these. <laughs> All right. I have a random card, and you guys have your morning radio zoo buzzers. Here we go. Blue Edge for People and Places. What western U.S. city passed a law making it illegal to pawn your dentures? Hmm. Oh, I hate these dumb laws. <laughs> yeah. I hate it's, these. So, it's not I'm that guessing. dumb. Western Reno. City. Oh, close. Oh. Yeah. Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Oh. I can, not that you know random. what? I, okay. I, I, I sure. can see that happening a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I'd like to go back and rescind my statement <laughs> yeah. about hating no, but these. I know, I know what you mean. Like, what state made it illegal that you can't drink lemonade on Sunday right, between right. 2 and o'clock like and 5 o'clock? Delroy, and you're like, yeah. what? what? Yeah. Okay. That is what? a good one. Okay. Can't pawn your dentures. Yeah. All right. All right. Pink Wedge for Arts and Entertainment. Who played Moses, John the Baptist, and God on the big screen? Uh, Is that... uh, Chris? Charlton Heston? Yes, Charlton Heston. Yellow Wedge for History. What did Spain's King Charles V propose to build on the Isthmus of Panama in 1524? Hmm. What did Spain's King Charles V... Proposed, proposed to, to build. build on the Isthmus of Panama in when? 1524. 1524. Uh, uh, well, Dana. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to guess. A canal. Yeah. A oh, canal. oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he was a visionary. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Panama Got it. Canal. A man, a planet, a canal, Panama. Yeah. No. yeah. Wow. That's a classic one. Classic palindrome. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, brown wedge for science and nature. What Japanese electronic company's name is a combination of the Greek word for all and the Latin word for sound? (laughs) Uh, Chris. Panasonic. Yes. (laughs) Panasonic. All right. Uh, Very good. Green wedge for sports and leisure. How many seconds are there on an Olympic basketball shot clock? On an Olympic basketball Everybody's shot clock. Everybody's staring at Colin. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure these... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh Chris, Chris buzzed, buzzed in. in. I mean, yeah. 45. Incorrect. Dang. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they've adopted the NBA 24. Incorrect. Okay, then, I, then it... Then 20. It, oh, okay, I'll pass. Not 20. Then is it the college number of 35? It's 30. 30. Okay, interesting. Okay. So this is from Genus 4th. Yeah. Uh, see, it might have changed. I, well, we'll have to look into it. They, yeah. I know that like International got a lot closer to NBA rules over oh, over oh, the last so several years. And, college and NBA is different. College and NBA is different, so yeah. So college is 35. NBA college is 35 seconds shot clock. And 24? the games are shorter. Yeah, and NBA is 24 seconds. Okay. That's one reason that, that scoring in college is, is generally a lot lower than the yeah. professionals. Because you can hold on to the ball a lot longer, and there's just fewer minutes in the game. 
It seems so random, like twenty, like not twenty five, but twenty four, well, and yeah, then yeah, no. oh. divided yeah. by because, four quarters, I mean, it's like, six seconds. It's more, eight, it's more no, exciting, Dan, right? Dan, no, Dana's right. It was it was oh. it was the result of some formula of like yeah. we divided this many by this many by this many, and it came out to twenty four. Yeah, that's a good number. That number comes up a lot. All right, last question, uh, orange for wild card. What communications mm. method did Phil Collins use to inform his wife of his divorce intentions? Oh, yeah. Uh, this was a big deal, right? What Didn't is he... it? What, what, communi- what communication? communications method? Uh, Chris. Facts. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. I guess it's like the olden day posted. <laughs> it has, this has to be slightly yeah. weird yeah. in order for it to even be a trivia question yeah. in the yeah. first place. Telex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he really has to write it in, yeah. a, in Carrier, a black or blue pen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. No colored, yes. colored pens. Yes. Smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we are getting de-voiced. Voiced. Getting de-voiced. De-voiced. Wow. All right, good job, brains. So us four, we are uh, big Game of Thrones uh, fans. Throne heads. Yo. Is that what it's called? No, that's good. I'm a throne head. Throne sitters. Throne sitters? (laughs) No. That sounds like something different. That sounds like we're constipated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And of course, uh, the the trailer for the new season just came out. Throninists. Thronies. 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 Oh, we are thronies. thronies. HBO just released uh, recently the the season five yeah. Yeah. trailer, yeah, um, and that got me at, thinking. Right at the same time that George R. R. Martin's publisher said that book six is not coming out this year. Yeah. Oh, oh, see, suckers! I knew it. He wasn't going to finish this. <laughs> Game of Thrones is a tale of many clans and areas uh, fighting for the throne and and we've talked a lot of stuff about monarchy and, and royalty before in like weird little stories or questions but we never had a one episode dedicated to royalty so mm-hmm. today we're talking about one episode to rule them all <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good everybody's like crystal maybach diamonds on your timepiece jet planes islands tigers on a gold leash we don't care we are caught up in your love affairs And we'll never be royals It don't run in our blood This kind of love's just ain't for us We crave a different kind of buzz Let me be your ruler You can call me Queen B And baby I'll rule Let me live that fantasy Actually, this is something that kind of comes up a lot in in, uh, in Game of Thrones, uh, and this is sort of what a lot of the plot is is centered around: the idea of pretenders to the throne. Mm. Does anybody want to take a guess at a definition of what is a pretender to the throne? You have a claim to a position that doesn't exist anymore. So it's yes, like, that is yeah. that is a good oh. definition. That is that is one of the many different definitions. It is not it is not necessarily that you are pretending to, to have you know, to be uh, the rightful king or anything like that, or mm-hmm. there's fakery. That is not necessarily the case. Let's say your dad, the king, is overthrown by his rival, who has claimed himself to now be the new king, uh, and you are the son of 
your the dad whose head yeah. is on a spike and you're like well I'm the rightful king maybe people agree with you that right. you should be that oh, it really yeah. is your throne but maybe people not, don't but yeah. you don't have it like you're living in a shack there, there has to be at least like, some legitimacy claim to you, yeah. you have to right. believe you have to believe that you have a legitimate yes. claim you're not and they're pretending right you know, it's, it's not, not imaginary you're not putting on a fake mustache and glasses and those people historically there have been people who have actually tried to do that those are known as false pretenders like they actually do show up and they claim to be so and so who everybody believed to be dead but it's like no i am that person and uh typically they are found out and um not good things happen to them they usually (laughs) end up executed for treason yeah but uh as uh dana as you said there's a third category of people who might be tagged with pretender to the throne and so uh i i was actually watching uh it turns out one of them on television uh, the other day because i was watching television show Millionaire Matchmaker. Oh, sure. Um, don't, don't, ju- is, don't judge. Him. It is. It is a reality show in which people with on Bravo a million dollar yeah on Bravo BT Dubs uh, <laughs> where, where people with at least a million possibly millions of dollars but they can't get someone to date them. And so recently, the show made a big to-do, and this is not the first time that they had done this, about how the matchmaker Patty Stanger was going to be fixing up. A prince. Mm-hmm. A real live prince. Bonafide. That's a big sure. deal. Um, and so she had on her show just recently Prince Maximilian Ferdinand von Anhalt. Wow, that ge- sounds like a made-up royal a name. German prince. Yeah. And you hear that, and you th- and when you hear that, it's like, okay, well, A... Last I checked, I don't think Germany. Germany yeah. Germany's <laughs> not a Germany's not a monarchy. But it, well, I'm thinking, well, maybe. I mean, you know, like it, it, Ger- Germany. By the way, is a, a federal republic. I had yeah. to look that up, but that's what it is. But it's like, oh, but you know, in Britain, they have, they have the royal family. Sure. But it's not like the queen makes all the decisions about what taxes are. Sure, it's, sure. It's a, it is figures, what it's a, it is a ceremonial monarchy. monarchy. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. probably Prince, you know, Ferdinand. Whatever. He's in this sort of ceremonial. <laughs> Monarchy. No. Very, very yeah. different. Uh, after after World War One, the, the, the German monarchy, the, the current monarch during World War One being Kaiser Wilhelm, right? Mm-hmm. The monarchy was dismantled. Like, not like made ceremonial, but just like, no. gone. Right. Yeah. Shut yeah, it exactly. down. Yeah. Shut it all down. Wilhelm went into exile in the Netherlands, which it often happens when the monarchy is dismantled because mm. they don't want him coming back and remantling the, the, right, the monarchy. Right, right. <laughs> um, so Kaiser Wilhelm had a son, and his youngest son married Princess Marie Auguste. And she was another another member of the German nobility at that time. Princess Marie Auguste lived through World War One and World War Two. She actually lived until 1983. Oh wow! <laughs> in her later years, the princess, remember this is the daughter-in-law of the Kaiser, mm-hmm. did not have a whole lot of money. Not only did she not have a whole lot of money, she also adopted as her children several adult men. Was this Jean Jacques Gabor's husband? Or something? So we're getting yeah. there. We're okay. getting Wait, there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold yeah. on. Yep. This 
old princess woman yeah, adopted sure. grown men uh-huh. adopted to be her, her son. sons. Right. Well, think about this. Look at you. The look on your face is so. Like, do you want to? Do you want to take a guess as to why she might be doing that? It's not has nothing to do with sex or they, anything. They get a title. So oh. let's say you have a whole bunch of money and nowhere else to go with that. Right. You and and princess quote unquote Marie Auguste because she's not a princess anymore she needs money well to have her adopt you just so you can get a title and you pay her for it would be super illegal Mm -hmm. so of course none of them would ever say that (laughs) on the record yeah and nobody would ever say that that's what happened but it just so happens Mm. that she adopted several adult men (laughs) so here so why would they do that if there was no monarchy well when the monarchy and the nobility were abolished there was a little bit of a horse trading deal Mm. which is the former members of the nobility were allowed to keep whatever title they had Mm. but it became part of their surname It became part of their last name. So the men that she adopted were legally allowed to take the surname Prince von Anhalt, Prince of Anhalt, um, and style themselves as ersatz German princes. Interesting. And related to Kaiser Wilhelm. Because they're, yeah, because they're related to the, I mean, sure, they abolished the monarchy, but as far as they're concerned, they are princes because their mom is the princess and their grandfather. They can draw you a little family tree and on paper, yeah. (laughs) So one of the men who was famously adopted by the Kaiser's daughter in law was, used to be known as Hans Lichtenberg. He was the son of a police captain, um, but he took the name Frederick Prinz von Anhalt. Uh, and he is the ninth and current husband of Zsa Zsa Gabor. I did not know this. Yes. Note, Zsa Zsa Gabor, still alive. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's... And and later and then after he got the name uh, took was able to take the name F- Frederick Prince von Anhalt and uh, married Zsa Zsa Gabor. They then adopted many adult men. Oh my god! Um, (laughs) And one of those men, his name is Marcus Prinz von Anhalt, who has a website. Just go to your browser and type in (laughs) www.princegermany.com I beg you to look at this website. It is breathtaking. I think that Karen might pull it it up right now. He did not make it with Squarespace. (laughs) PrinceGermany.com. Wow, he did not make it in Squidward. With space. symmetrical photographs of himself riding a, uh, a, stallion. Gal- a stallion. A white, a white steed. Yes. Okay. And okay. he makes it very clear that he is, in fact, a prince. Well, there's gold For- There's gold frames around all of his pictures. So, oh, I mean, that's yeah. cool. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, of course, he is the adopted son of the adopted son of the daughter-in-law oh of the exiled former monarch I mean, of Germany. Are, but are people like... Sure. Bravo was able to Bravo fell all over. Now, yeah. it wasn't uh, it wasn't Marcus here, but one of the other sons who was on Bravo, which is Prince Maximilian Ferdinand von Anhalt, and he was the guy who was on Millionaire Matchmaker. And he has a website, too, and... I kid you not, it is built with square space. <laughs> it is? It, oh, it is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes, it is. It's so wonderful. maybe he'll write into us. And yeah. So, yeah, if, if Germany okay. still had a monarchy, he would be a 
prince, but if Germany still had a monarchy, none <laughs> of this would have yeah. happened. And yes, the princess wouldn't have adopted adult men who adopt adult oh men. And I'm gosh. sure that at some point in Prince cheat. Maximilian Ferdinand von Anhalt's life, he too will know <laughs> the joy of adopting a 50-year-old man. We're, as his son. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to become German princes. <laughs> it's German princes all the way yeah. down. Yeah. And and they are absolutely, these are, these are what would absolutely be considered today pretenders to the throne. <laughs> what no. if you're a woman? Oh, also yeah. be sure you adopted? can be. You can be a German princess if you, if you want enough, to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they won't turn down <laughs> yeah. your cash. They won't turn down your cash, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Which, which again, I need to stress for legal purposes, absolutely has not happened. No. Totally no. hasn't happened. It's like a deep emotional just, oh, bond ter- nourishing, between like cherishing bond. A ninety-year-old yeah. yeah. former princess. It's to show and, their relationship and, and several sixty-year-old yeah. rich men. Uh. <laughs> All right, I have a kind of a grab bag royalty quiz for you guys. Get your buzzers ready. We're going to buzz in. We'll just kick it off. All right, um, dive right in. in well, the- when she always says, oh, let's just kick it off, it's like the hardest question. <laughs> That's right. I want to work. <laughs> Sorry, now I have to Hold on. Is this a hard question? We'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, in the United States, there are seven states named for kings and queens. Four oh, for kings, man. three for queens. Yeah. Can you name them? Yeah. All right, we'll do States. this well, one together. Let's do this together. Like, All right. Boy, three for queens and mm-hmm. four for kings. All right. Four, oh, so seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Georgia, I believe. Yeah. Which one? Who is that for? Oh, man. Matt, which? King no. George the second. 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 Okay. Second. And that was that was like madness of King George King, right? Was that George the uh, second? Don't know. Oh. Don't know. It's an exercise for the listener. For some reason, I'm thinking it's three, <laughs> okay. but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, um, uh, Maryland as well, right? Yes. Not for king. Oh, okay. For queen. For queen. Yes. Okay. Oh. Uh, Virginia. Carolinas. Yes. For okay. King Charles the first. Oh, right. I see. I see. Like the Latin so, name, right? Like yep. Car- Carolinas or. You have uh, North and South Carolina. You have Georgia, and Maryland. In Virginia. Okay. Well, who's so the other? Five. Who's the other queen? Oh, West yeah. Virginia. Also. West Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Just ticking okay. that. And one then off. there's one more. Uh, um, Hawaii. No. Oh, that'd be so. A what? Trip North point. Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Georgia, Georgia. It's a French king. Oh, Louisiana. Charlemagne. Louisiana. Yeah. Of course. Yes. yes. King Louis the Fourteenth wow. of France. That's cool. What does HMS stand for? <laughs> Everybody, her, her Majesty's majesty. stuff, his, his or her oh, Majesty's yeah, his ship. Ma- yeah, okay. Well, it changes depending yes. on who is ruling, right? Currently, yeah. it's Her Majesty's ship. It's yeah, been yeah. Her Majesty well, for a long Dana time. But, yeah. Dana didn't say what it used to stand yes, for. Yes, you're right. It's you're true. Right. So the Titanic was built in Belfast, um, and there's some letters that come before its name. Some. Uh, that mm-hmm. have to do with royalty. Do you know what they are? Oh, before the name of the Titanic. Titanic? Before the Titanic. R, not HMS. So it was built in Scotland? No. In Belfast. In Belfast. Ireland. Belfast. Ireland. Belfast. It is, what is it? the RMS, Royal Mail Ship. Royal oh, Mail Ship. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mail? Okay. Yeah. All right. M-A-I-L yes. or female mail? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> like deliver mail. <laughs> no, the Royal Boy Ship. No, it's the delivery mail. Yeah. Got it. That's right. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. RMS it's Titanic. A- yeah, that's right. Yeah. As soon as you said it, yeah. Did it deliver mail? Among other things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well didn't get that. not successfully, yeah. yeah. Okay, just a couple more questions. The royal disease is a euphemism for what kind of disease? Uh, wasn't that hemophilia? Hemophilia. Yes. Yes. Oh, right. Do you know which queen is um, 
kind of said oh, to be responsible yeah, yeah, yeah. for spreading that. Hmm. Uh, Catherine? No, I think it's like a Russian. Mary? Is it Maryland? It's Victoria. Mm. Oh, is it Victoria? Yes. The disease yeah. where you're, you if bleed, you bleed, you'll just keep bleeding. Your blood doesn't yeah. dry up. and, and, and mm. You have difficulties, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, this character received a demotion from Queen to Princess oh, no. in the Candyland game. Oh. Yeah. oh, what? Oh, I don't remember their she, names. In oh, the man. 80s, like when we played it, she was a queen and now she is a princess. Princess Chris. Candy Cane. No. Oh. Bubblegum. Do you remember who the queen was in Candyland? <laughs> man. Uh, my my, a, my five year old brain dress. does. Uh, She's nearly in the Gumdrop? No. Oh, she a blue dress. dress. She was. Queen Frostine. Queen now she's Frostine. Princess Frostine. Frostine. I wonder why. So the kids can relate to her better? I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like, it's like kind she's of... Just, she's just so old, so I can't get over it. They slapped her down a bit. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? That's probably what it is. They wanted to make her look younger, and they're like, all right, so we got to give her a younger title. Like, I don't approve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 2013, Chocolate Maker Mars phased out What? Chris. King size candy box. Yes. Oh. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, they are like 4,000 calories. Yeah. Oh, but now they have like the double pack or the. Yeah. It, yeah. They're no. not king size. They just made it into for sure. two. Yeah. You could save it for later. Yeah. 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 I don't think yeah. I even noticed that, that the king size kind of quietly disappeared. Oh, yeah. man. Well, let's see what your lifestyle is like. It's not a. <laughs> In Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, um, she meets the Queen of Hearts. The yeah. Queen of Hearts really enjoys playing croquet. What are the special croquet pieces she uses? Oh, she uses a flamingo yeah. for the, the mallet. Yeah, for the mallet, mm-hmm. and then a hedgehog for the ball. Very mm-hmm. nice. And the hoops are. Oh, hoops are the cards. Her soldiers. Her guards. Yeah, her yeah, soldiers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that in the book or also in the movie? It was also. It was in, in the, the movie. Book. Oh, okay, it's in the book too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. 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 And finally, what American beer was known as the king of beers? <laughs> Whoa. Bud. Budweiser. Budweiser. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Budweiser. What's the champagne of beers? That is what? Miller Lite. Miller Lite. MGD. No. Oh, no. Miller High Lite. Oh, Miller High Lite. Oh, Miller always High don't remember. Lite. Okay, champagne yeah. of beers. Miller yeah. High Lite. King yeah. of beers. The, the different the royalty ranks of beers. Of beers. The foot of beers. <laughs> <laughs> the pretender to the yeah. throne oh, of oh, beers. Yeah. This like is a, just a cream like soda. Yeah. 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 That's an old duel. It's yeah. an old duel. You're right. That's what it would be. Yeah. <laughs> well, something that's always fascinated me about royal life and courtly life is, is all the specialized roles that go along with just, you know, you're the king or queen. You, no one expects you to do anything for yourself. So you've got all these other just attendants with one very particular job. I was always really fascinated as a kid by the royal taster. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, yeah. I, like my dad would make a joke or something. He's like, oh, what are you, the royal taster? And I was like, what is that? And it's like, oh, it's a <laughs> person who would taste the king's food before mm-hmm. they eat. I was like, that's not, that's not we a just thing. Make not, sure that that's not a thing. Not delicious? No. To make sure that it's not poisoned. Uh, not poisoned. Oh, yeah. Back then, they really liked pulling that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, especially if you go way, way, way back before modern forensic science, before any of this stuff. It's, you know, right. you don't have any lab tests on your yeah. wine. You have someone taking taste it for you and you hope that they're okay we know the romans had royal tasters the the egyptians the chinese like every 
every Paranoid. ancient, every ancient, you know, emperor, imperial culture, uh, we, where there are records of some leaders having tasters. It's, it's exactly what you think it is, is before the king or the queen or, you know, whomever sits down to eat, this person comes in, samples a little bit, drinks maybe a little bit of the wine, and you kind of watch them, make sure there's no adverse <laughs> yeah. effects. How long, though? And then you go ahead and eat the meal. I think about that, too. It's like, oh, you could have a slow-moving slow or... It requires a high dose, like more than a set. Yeah. yeah. That was that was my first thought, too. <laughs> I like how yeah. we're like deconstructing. Like, like, yeah. yeah. how, how, how do we get around this? <laughs> yeah, if I were going to poison someone. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, that's the mo- that's the first question that, that all of us had is, yeah. is like, well, wait, but aren't poisons slow acting? And, right. and the answer is, well, yeah, there are <laughs> yeah. a lot of... Yeah. If, you're, if you're trying to, you know, yeah. poison a king or a queen or somebody, unless you're just really brazen about it, the best way to do it is slowly with a slow acting poison so you don't want them take a sip of wine and then face down on the table yeah Yeah. you want to be far away exactly exactly and you know they did obviously they had fast acting poisons i mean even in ancient time they were well aware they were well aware of things that could kill you virtually instantly it's like the royal taster can't get the slow acting stuff but he but it just in case there was some fast acting you know it's like another line of defense no you're you're totally right you're in on both counts like one it's kind of like yeah it's the last line of defense and two it's also there is sort of this element of security theater there it's either on the one hand you could look at it as a is like a placebo where if you're the queen or the duke or whatever you're like oh i feel better having my royalty right exactly around. Yeah. i'm gonna be more confident and nobody's gonna go in and say your majesty we've run the numbers <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. probably you don't need to do this and it does it also kind of projects an image of like oh well he's got a taster you know i gotta oh. be i gotta be careful like Must they're they're that, on yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. you know except for the one time when some poison gets through it's actually a pretty good gig all things considered yeah. i mean right you know you're tasting food that most people in your will land never, yeah. will never get to taste you yeah. know any dignitary yeah. that comes through your court you mm-hmm. get to be there and aside from meals you know your day's mostly open you're just right. hanging out <laughs> watching the show there's just a non-zero possibility that, that every time you perform your service you'll instantly die <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny i was doing a, i was doing a fair amount of research on just the history of royal tasting and imperial tasters and leaders and things yeah. like that and it kind of fell into two groups. Like you would either pull your royal taster from some some slaves or just a, you know the workers in the field. Someone out here, come in. You're expendable. Doesn't yeah. matter oh, yeah. if you get poisoned. Or you go the other direction, which was like, no, no, no. My taster is like one of my most trusted aides. Like, yeah. it's somebody who has a lot to lose and is a true believer in my cause. I could not find a whole lot of reports of, you know, tasters kind of failing their jobs. And you got to go uh, way back. There are definitely, in, in Roman times, there are some emperors that have been poisoned. <laughs> um, tasters like... Yeah, they put it in the Brussels sprouts. I really don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, too. It also works as a good double check. You know, again, like, uh, this is, you know, you don't have modern science. Like, if your queen mysteriously dies a day after a banquet. Oh, right. And the taster also dies a day after the banquet. Mm. You're like, okay, well, we got a pretty good idea. We can narrow this down to a trailing indicator. Famously, a lot of people who write about royal tasting, uh, they all have the same anecdote about Halotus, who was the official taster for Emperor Claudius in Roman times, and Claudius died. He was poisoned. Oh, and, man. Um, it, it seems that Halotus may have actually been uh, complicit in the plan, yeah, because sure. he survived. Oh, yeah. That's the perfect... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got to make sure it's somebody you really trust. Yeah, they're they're not sure, of course. This is uh, many many years ago. But Nero, who assumed the throne after, they think that he may have basically you know been in cahoots with mm-hmm. his royal taster. Was Halotus a slave? Yeah. 
Either way, the, the beauty of this job is that if everything goes right, best case scenario is that nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, I mean, again, if you were elevated, this, mm. this is unskilled labor. Like, if you were elevated from having to break your back in the fields to, like, to a court. hanging yeah. out in the court, yeah. probably going to die out there from a million different things anyway. Lot, yeah. What's the, is the, are the actual odds, the percentages, play in the numbers here, that you will die in a random work-related accident, if you're getting elevated from farmer to royal food taster, it's probably going down. (laughs) The number of things that can kill you while you're just chilling in the king's court probably just went down. I like the actuarial-minded approach to this. Right, right. Like, oh, but now you're hanging out with people who, like, hate each other and do weird stuff with each other. Yeah, but again, your life was going to be short and terrible. (laughs) And now it's moderately longer and really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't um, Hitler have a joke? Hitler did, famously. I mean, not that he's royalty. No, no, and you're right. I mean, it actually... It's anybody who thinks they might be assassinated. That's right, right. And it's not too much of a leap from royalty in the uh, the traditional days to to world leaders. No, you're right. Hitler did very famously have a food taster. And he was an extremely paranoid dude, of course. Vladimir Putin has a uh, full... Uh, Right now? Right today, this very day, has Mm. a full-time food taster. President Barack Obama has... Food tasters. Oh, really? Oh, yes. My. This okay. this came up uh, a couple of years ago. Someone, a, a journalist, sort of offhandedly noted this in an article, and a lot of people are like, "Wait, what? Obama yeah. has food tasters?" Because you think about it as being like medieval times, right? You, know? you do. Yeah. Right. It totally seems like yeah, like you know Robert Baratheon and his food taster, not you know Barack yeah. Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, a lot of people at first were like, "Oh, uh, King Obama with his tasters. What is this?" Yeah. And then. People were like, no, this is a pretty sensible thing. The The Secret yeah. Service, of course, you know, sensibly, they, they won't comment on the specifics of any part of How his protection. Does, yeah. right, uh, exactly. That yeah. it exists or doesn't yeah. exist. But it makes sense. And someone's got to, you know, clear his food. And again, part of it is also just his personal tastes. Maybe the president has allergies, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. to be very blunt about it, it's part of it safe. is to make sure no one's messed with the food. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you look into this a little more, this isn't some new thing that Obama instituted George W. Bush had the yeah. same thing. Oh. He had his he had tasters and aides when when they would go out to eat a lot. You know, we're always bringing his own water, bringing his own condiments, yeah. like any sauces or anything. They bring that with wow. them. Uh, they would wipe down all the plates. They wipe mm-hmm. down all the silverware. I mean, they're very protective yeah. of you know our president. Clinton as well had tasters. George H. W. Bush had tasters. Ronald Reagan had tasters as wow. well. And they kind of, you know, they don't talk a whole lot about it, but it, it makes sense. It really does make sense. And especially when they're traveling. Mm-hmm. I oh, guess yeah. this kind of ruffles some feathers sometimes. But when they're traveling, if you're at like a foreign dinner somewhere, you know, like, sorry, no, we're we tasting taste anything that you, before and the I'm president sure eats not, it. They're not the only tasters at like a royal banquet with other world leaders yeah, like, they yeah. all have they're, their they're own. like they're like getting line behind Putin's guy yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know part of it is of course just general security too like mm-hmm. in, ensuring tasting is also monitoring the kitchen and make yeah, sure nobody unauthorized has access to the food and things mm-hmm. like that that was awesome let's take a quick break a word from our sponsor when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles, smart trivia, Good Job Brain. So, speaking of royalty and uh, royal surnames, and things, I, I, I have a a quiz concept that I think it's going to be better oh. than Brad Pitt or Lasers. I think it's going to have what? more longevity. I wow. think I think people are really going to love this one. Throwing down some we gauntlets, get, we can get a lot of juice out of this. I've written down the name on a piece of paper, and I want you all to say it with enthusiasm when I show you. All right. Here's all right. here is the name of the quiz you're all about to take. Carol or Steven. That's right. It's the game show where you guess whether I'm about to give you the title of a song by singer-songwriter Carol King or the title of a short story <laughs> by master of the macabre Stephen King. Oh, I get it. Okay. Now you I will write more down longevity. for each more one. Longevity. I guess they're prolific, but they don't have more by things more, than everything. By more longevity, and... I mean, we probably got this, and, and that's, that's that's it. probably about it. Okay. All right. uh, so, yes, uh, you're going to write down either Carol or Stephen in response to these questions. I will give you the title, and you will tell me which king right. penned it. Uh, question one, The Snow Queen. The Snow Queen. Is this a song by singer-songwriter Carol King? Or is this a short story by Stephen King? Carol or Stephen? The Snow Queen. We got some answers. Karen has an answer. Colin, uh, Dana says Stephen. Mm. Colin says Stephen. And Karen says Carol. It is a song by Carol yes. King. <laughs> One point on the board for Karen. Dolan's Cadillac. Dolan's mm. Cadillac. <laughs> is, is it a is it a story? Wow. Is it a is it a story about That's... a car that kills people, or is it a car that you know she Just used to drive when she American was a teenager? Cadillac. Exactly. Dolan's Cadillac. Carol or Stephen? Carol or Stephen? Carol or Stephen? Uh, Dana says Stephen. Colin says Stephen. Uh, Karen says Stephen. It is a short story by Stephen King, yeah. in which a guy is buried alive. <laughs> In his Cadillac. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I think Yikes. I read that. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that sounds familiar now. <laughs> Main Street Saturday Night. Main Street Saturday Night. Is it a song by Carol King or a short story by Stephen King? Main Street Saturday Night. Karen says Carol. Colin says Carol. Dana says Carol. Yes, it is a song by Carol King. I can imagine it as a Stephen King story. But they're tougher than you think they are, aren't they? Exactly. You you hear it, and it's like, it can be anything. And as always, our natural tendency to psych ourselves out. Of course, of course. Well, here's one. Here's one for you. My Pretty Pony. My Pretty Pony. Is this a song by Carol King or a short story by Stephen King? Does the pony 
murder people? Yeah. Is it a is it a <laughs> possessed pony? Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Is it or is it just a <laughs> or pony? Is it, or is it a bittersweet pop King likes ballad? to yeah. ride around the, a lost around childhood the innocence. mountains of sure. yeah. Uh, we got Dana says Carol Colin says Carol and Karen says Carol My Pretty Pony is a short story <laughs> by Stephen King about what? Um, it is It is about time it's a very short it's okay. a, yeah it's not about murder or anything <laughs> Uncle Otto's truck Uncle oh, Otto's truck Man. is it a song by Carol King Jeez. or a one of Stephen King's as it turns out many many short stories about automobiles about a truck that kills people <laughs> <laughs> he keeps going back to that theme but is this one of them <laughs> Is this one of them, or is it just about Carol King's Uncle Otto? Dana says Stephen, Colin says Carol, and Karen says Carol. It is a short story (laughs) by Stephen King about a truck that comes to life and kills people. Points on the board for Dana. He got hit by a man. I feel like that would be a pivotal, seminal part of your life. Just relationship. In case you're keeping track, Colin has two points. Dana and Karen tied for first with three points each. The Hard Rock Cafe. The Hard Rock Cafe. Is it a song by Carol King or is it a short story by Stephen King? Could be either Karen is locked in. Colin is still thinking about it. Dana is locked in. Colin says Stephen. Dana says Carol. And Karen says Carol. It is a song by Carol King. It was Hard Rock Cafe named after? Uh, No. No. I believe. I think she actually wrote it for like the Hard Rock. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yep. 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 Marketing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Smackwater Jack. Smackwater Jack. A song, a folk hero song, (laughs) or a man who who rises out of the swamp and murders people. (laughs) Okay, Colin says Stephen. Dana says Stephen, and Karen says Stephen. Smackwater Jack is a person who murders a bunch of people. (laughs) In a a song by Carol King. (laughs) Wait, really? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. So we all got it wrong. We all got it wrong. wrong. Yep. The man who loved flowers. The man who loved flowers. Is it a touching ballad by Miss Carol <laughs> King about a, a man who shows his vulnerability? Loves, shows his vulnerability exactly in his love for botany, or a story about a truck that kills people? <laughs> it is. Uh, Karen says Stephen. Uh, Colin says Stephen and Dana says Stephen. It is a Stephen King short story song. about a man who is yeah, Stephen King song. Right? Written by no, Stephen King short story. You all get one point. Congratulations! Right. It is about a man who loves flowers and murders women who wear flowers. And finally, <laughs> really? uh, and finally, one last one. You know they got a hell of a band. You know they got a hell of a band. Literally hell. Okay, so uh, Karen says Carol. Uh, Colin says Carol, and Dana says Stephen. It is a Stephen King oh! short story about a couple driving through the woods who find themselves in a town where all the dead musicians of the 50s and 60s live and force the people of the town to watch 
concerts that that go on for years, and it is basically <laughs> heck um, for them. It is not so good. It is not one of his most beloved short stories. Who got that right? Dana got that yeah, right. Yeah. Thus, with six points, Under Dana the wire, yeah. rocks the wow. whole place and wins. Wow. Carol or Stephen. Wow. Okay. Like, they really could go both ways. They like, really, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. I like the Folk Carol King. King song about the killer. <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was good. Yeah, just spiritually on point for both. Yeah. yeah. We're like, it's definitely something I, about, this is a murderer's I was name for really sure. Really Roger hoping Jack, yeah. because I mean, there's the list of Stephen King short stories and list of Carol King songs. They're so prolific that I was hoping that There'd there be would a be a one. both. Yeah, yeah. And then I could oh, throw right. in the both as a you know total game changer. Yeah. There was not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought Sweetwater Jack was. Um, I know. Smack, 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 smack please, yes. Karen, please, Smackwater Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stand by Me was based on uh, Stephen King's the body, story. Right? Yeah. The body, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. maybe that yeah, yeah, was yeah. the name. Uh, was like, oh, of yeah. like the oh of the mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I'm gonna ask you guys a question. All right, hopefully All right. you guys will answer the same answer I have in my head or uh, planned. Oh uh-huh, no, uh-huh. that never works. Yeah, uh, that never, never works. Yeah. When you think of the color of royalty, uh-huh. what do you think? What do you? Purple. What color do you Pur- think of? Purple, purple, purple yeah. or gold? Yeah, purple always. The color of royalty yes. always yeah. associated with royalty. Yeah. Obviously, probably from a from a bygone era. Why do you think it is associated with royalty? Why do you think you know royalty back in the day wore Could purple? I, I've guess. read explanations. I don't yeah. know if the explanation is correct or not. Is, is okay. So I'll throw this out there. Is it because purple dye was like so expensive that That's like what I only the royalty could afford to have anything dyed purple? That's what I had always. Pretty read. much. Oh I mean, yeah. Just like a lot of the nobility, a lot, a lot of uh, royalty, even the food tasters. Obviously, they eat better food, yeah. and it's because they can afford it. And purple dye, and this is kind of hard for, I guess, the modern day generation to think about, like. <laughs> You, you know, kids. before we had technological advances in science and in machinery and mass production and chemistry, you know, mm-hmm. people used to have to get weird stuff for dyes, like oh, yeah. natural occurring mm-hmm. things, like yeah. right, um, right, berries or or barks or leaves. Your yellow, or, your yellow would come from egg yolk, yeah. And you would, yeah, you would find them in nature, yeah, um, minerals. Also, even if you're like, oh. Well, that blueberry has the right shade of purple I want. I'll just use the blueberry juice. You crush the blueberries, you dye a piece <laughs> of cloth, then you put it in the sun and the, the color oh, goes away. Right, that's right. Or you put it in the wash and all of a sudden it's gone. Like it has to not only be the right color, it also has to last. Mm. And this is this is a lot of the you know, why dyes were such a, a big part of trade. Yeah. So the word purple. Oh. Where do you guys think the word purple mm. comes from? I mean, it, obviously wait. it has a Latin and Greek right. root. I don't know. Right. I don't. Did we did we talk about this on an old episode of the show about the the, the fact that there is no color purple? Yes, like we, we did. Yeah. Violet or indigo. Yeah, right. Those the are light. those are the colors, right? Yeah. But purple, the word purple, purple describes word. a range. But right. yeah, I don't know where it comes right. from. Yeah, uh, well, it's does it come Latin? from like a plant or something or? Purple comes from Pupura. Oh, okay. um, And Pupura was the name of the purple dye known as Tyrian purple. Mm-hmm. A very specific, not even shade, but a very specific dye. Mm-hmm. It's the, the dye compound. As in Lannister? Um, that's, oh, my I God. mean, I'm sure maybe Throwing that's why it came from. Yeah, yeah I sure. mean, because like, it's a royal. It's right, a royal right, name. right. Tyrian of the city Tyre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're from the city Tyre, mm-hmm. uh, which was an old Phoenician city, mm-hmm. now currently a, a Lebanon in that area. Phoenicians 
are a network of people, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint where, but they are definitely around the coast of the Mediterranean.、Mm-hmm. And Phoenicians, Phoenicia, that name comes from the land of the purple.、Mm-hmm. They were the number one people who had purple dyes.、Ah, okay. Wait, that's where the, that's where Phoenicia comes that's from. That's Phoenicia,、really、purple? Ca- land of purple. Like we're purple town, USA. But and this is like all the things that could be named after. It's, it's named、purple. after the purple.、Yeah. Purple,、oh. yeah.、Um, and that's for, and then of course Tyre is a city, and then Tyrian purple is the name of the dye. And this is like. Of 1500 BC, why this Tyrian purple is so rare and expensive is because what it's made out of, and it's made out of something really, really weird. And the way to get it is really, really weird. This is from a type of sea snail.、Ah. Tyrian purple is farmed from、mm. sea snail. In nature, these snails—they're called murex snails—and when you, if you look them up, they kind of look like a one of the kind of classic seashell shape. The snail secretes a substance when it's when it's about to attack or when it's feeling defensive. The dye can be collected by milking the snails <laughs> by scaring them.、Ah, uh, this is awesome. These—it's not like a like a like a dog. You know,、yeah. it's like a tiny tiny shell. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like milking a dog, you guys. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's totally different from milking a dog. I like how it's、yeah. like your first thought: animals <laughs>、yeah. you milk, dogs. <laughs> like,、yeah. In terms of size, like it's. Okay. It's not like a big seashell. Okay, all right. It's, it's little, little, little snails. Sea snails. So, so you got to scare it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to scare a lot, and and you know it's labor intensive. But the good thing is it's renewable. You just keep scaring. Okay, them. okay. Keep making them.、Um, it's like、oh, I'm so stressed out, out, man. <laughs> they live in terror. You know, you can also kill them. They just crush the snails and collect the the juice or or、okay. you know, the, the mucus. <laughs> They have to find out what the snail's deepest fear is. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> psychological <laughs> terror. Twelve thousand snails yield no more than one and a half grams、oh、of pure、God. dye. That's like twelve thousand. That's ridiculous. Yeah, a little vial yeah. Yeah.、Right. of it. Wow! How did、mm-hmm. they figure this out? That's okay, so, so, so <laughs>、yeah. I know that's always our number one <laughs>、yeah. question. Is yeah. Someone yeah. had to figure it out.、Right. Who, you know what happened? I couldn't verify this story, but there is a story floating. Okay,、uh, yeah. kind of because this is what we're dealing with 1500 yeah, BC. Is- so the story goes: there's some dude who has a dog. Okay, and the dog was chewing up. Snails. Oh yeah. And then、uh-huh. after a while, he、oh. realized that his dog's teeth were purple. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay.、Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 Like eating a popsicle. Plausible. Plausible. Yeah. yeah it、um, could be. Right. There are many different ways. I was kind of reading、um, of how they actually get the dye. This is the the best one I found. Fishermen or Phoenicians bait them using frogs or mussels, which are animals that they would eat. Okay. The merix snails would come in, and then they get fished. The vein that contains the pigment or the the mucus, the secretion, is then extracted, either being feared or just pulled out and killing the snail. That part, that squishy part, is then mixed with salt and it's heated in vats to separate the water and the actual pigment. Ah,、uh, okay. So that makes sense. You're kind of like drying, drying it. And、out. does it does it look purple when it comes out of the snail?、Mm-hmm. Or、oh, okay, all right. It also reacts with sunlight, and the, the secretion at first it's white or clear, and then under the sun it will start turning different colors from yellowish 
to huh. greenish huh. and then like to a reddish and then to a purplish and gets darker and darker. This process, they have to monitor it and stop it at the right time. Oh, yeah. Mm. Stop it at purple. To get the color. Yeah, yeah, to get purple. And this color lasts long. Huh. That is the classic royalty purple is Tyrian huh. purple. Fascinating. Wow. Okay. The purple sales. people. Phoenicians the purple, are the purple yeah. people. Purple, yeah. purple land. land. Purple. That's great. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we got one last segment. Colin? Yes, we do. Kick it. I Kick thought, it to you. I thought for the royal episode, it would be appropriate to bring back the king. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. by which I mean Elvis. Oh, yeah. The king of rock and roll. This quiz is all royalty-themed oh. songs. If you have not heard an Elvis quiz before, the way this works is we have a computerized 1980s-sounding robot voice who will read the opening lines of hit songs from he all sing. eras. He, he can't sing because he's an yeah. 80s robot. He will so. speak mm-hmm. the opening lines of several hit songs from all eras, all genres, devoid of soul and rhythm. And your job is to tell me what is the song and who is the artist. So it's either the song title or the artist that has a royalty theme. like a... Yeah, that's right. It'll, the, the, the clue to the royal connection will be somewhere in the song title or the artist title. Here we go. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings in movies. And I'm not proud of my address in a torn up town. No postcard envy. Ah, uh, I think you guys all got it there. Yeah, royals. Lord. Royals, yeah. Yeah, by Lord. By yes, Lord. Royals by Lord. Very good, very good. All right, moving right along. Number two. Who is the song and or artist? The sound that you're listening to is from my guitar that's named Lucille. I'm very crazy about Lucille. Lucille took me from the plantation, or you might say brought me fame. Chris. Well, this is B.B. King. Yeah. Oh, uh, my and God. I, but I don't know the title of the song. Lucille. Don't overthink it. Yeah, the name of the oh. song is oh my Lucille. God. Lucille. I even thought okay. Oh, okay. B.B. King balls like, but that's B and B. That's not Lucille. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I can't be bothered to yeah, finish his yeah. name. Yes, B.B. <laughs> King <laughs> with, his, with his guitar famously <laughs> named Lucille. Lucille. Okay, yes, right. that's his ode to Lucille. All right. Next one. Here we go. Who and what is this? So if you're lonely, you know I'm here waiting for you. I'm just a crosshair. I'm just a shot away from you. Oh, a Chris. Franz Ferdinand. Yes. Take me out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I see. Yes. Not a yes. title, yeah. but a famous but an yes. 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 Of course, named after Archduke Franz mm. Ferdinand. Mm. Of course. Of course. <laughs> no, actually, we're not. No. We're named after my college roommate, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Yes, take me out, Franz Ferdinand. All right, next one. Here we go. Who and what? The ladies will kick it. The rhyme that is wicked. Those that don't know how to be pros get evicted. 
The ladies will. Oh, Karen. Queen Latifah. Yeah. Hey. Queen Latifah. Remember the video. It's a ladies first. Ladies Uh first. Yes. All right, getting a little more difficult here as we're going. All right, next one. Who and what is this track? Goodbye, England's Rose. May you ever grow in our hearts. You were the grace that placed itself where lives were torn apart. Where <laughs> lives were torn apart. Uh, I think you guys both got that one there, Chris, Karen. And, and this Elton is John. Elton John's Elton. Candle in the Wind, 1997. Thank you, yeah. Chris. Yes. Owning it. Yes. For Princess Die. That's right. Yes. The, the, the lyrics originally about Marilyn Monroe, reworked by Elton John and Bernie Taupin for Princess Die's memorial. All right, next one. Here we go. Who and what? Remember the theme. Remember the theme. Here we go. She said, I'll throw myself away. They're just photos after all. I can make you hang around. I can wash you off my skin. This is in the last ten years. Uh, Chris. Kings of the Stone Age. Oh, you did so close. Uh, Yes. Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, wait, hold on. What's up? It's a rock band. Not no one knows. I do um, think it is in a rock band, yes. It is a rock band. It's in rock band one. Oh my god. It is. I should go. She's dancing around it. It's go with the flow. Go with the flow. Yes, go with the flow. Yeah, you were, well, I mean, you were spiritually right. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. I was thinking the right band, but I don't know anything about that band, even what the band's name is. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Is it Dukes of the Bronze Age? Got it on, you know, yeah. got it on the back half. Uh, back nine were, were better to me than the All right. front nine. All right, last one. Louie, Louie, oh no, said we gotta go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said to Louie, Louie, oh baby, said we gotta go. Yeah. Chris. The Kingsman? Yeah. Yeah. Me gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, the, 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 much disputed. Yeah, 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 yeah. As as made famous by the Kingsman, as the classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh. where's King of, Kings of Leon or Queen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't fit them all in, can't fit yeah, Prince yeah, in. Yeah. 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 I actually. Yeah. I, we're in an alternate universe where you wrote that quiz, basically. I know. Duke, yeah. Duke, 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 Duke. Oh, yeah. Oh, could be. So many options. So many options. I wanted to avoid Queen and Prince. I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Two princes. Would it be? Oh, yeah. one, yeah. Who's saying uh, that? Spin doctors. Spin doctors. Spin doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Asked and answered. Yeah. This is Karen, like the Karen, bonus quiz. Karen, yeah, Karen quizzing is... herself. <laughs> Actually, I did have. Yeah, I did I that can... all the time. Yeah. I think yeah. of something and be like, who did that? The, oh. The question that I didn't really want to get rid of because I thought this was really interesting and uh, and I had to because, you know, sometimes you got to. You gotta kill your darlings, as they say. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're bringing it back, as they say, I am bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. It, bonus question to end the show: The Mall of America, yes, is not the biggest mall in the United States. Yeah. What is the biggest mall in the United States? King Prussia. Yes. Oh, okay. The King of Prussia King of Mall. Prussia. No, we have heard that. And, yeah. and where is that? No, no. Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. 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 Yeah. Is, in, is in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, yep. right outside mm-hmm. of 
Philadelphia, yeah, that is the, by, by square footage total area, that is the biggest mall. The Mall of America has more stores. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. But it. the stores in the King mm-hmm. of Prussia Mall are bigger. The Mall of America has more Minnesotans. It does. <laughs> yeah, a lot um, more. By volume. By volume. By volume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more Minnesotans, but yeah. yeah. All right, well, good job from Elvis, the king. You guys know your royals, and you know your King of Prussia. Uh, I do. Well done. I've been yeah. There before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to go to geek camp. Oh, <laughs> had, had to. What really? Had to. Yeah, because we'd fly in Philadelphia, and then my mom would make us go to the malls to buy clothes and stuff. Okay. And then okay. We'd drive to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. For a so geek camp. Maybe had to. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, had to. I had to. Yeah. I had to learn math. All right. Well. That is our show. Thank you guys for joining us, and thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about food tasting, about man, Carol, Carol King or Stephen King, <laughs> color purple, and more. And you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, GoodJobBrain.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Squarespace, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.